It's time to talk UK sports with the voice of the Wildcats, Tom Leach. This is the Leach Report Radio Network. Join in the discussion by tweeting your questions to at Leach Report or email leachreport at gmail.com. And you can call 877-904-1080. Now, along with an outstanding lineup of guests and broadcast to the most passionate fan base in America, the Big Blue Nation, here's the voice of the Wildcats. Tom Leach. Hello, everybody. Welcome in to our Wednesday edition of the Leach Report, served up by Wild Eggs of Lexington. Nice to see a little sunshine today. It's going to get really warm over the next couple of days. Uh, so we are, uh, are thankful for any little blessings that come our way, like some nice weather at these times. Coming up on the show today, we're going to talk to the newest football commitment for the Kentucky Wildcats, quarterback from Somerset High School, Kaya Sharon. Uh, Chris Fisher from the Cats Paws always joins us on Wednesdays. And then we'll catch up to our friend Rex Chapman, talk about uh, the effort that he launched earlier this week to raise funds for uh, nonprofits who are helping folks battling the coronavirus. That's our lineup for today as we roll into the Wildcat News of the Day, service of Cardinal Point Financial Group. That's Private Wealth Advisory Practice of Ameriprise Financial Services. And the COVID-19 situation hit real close to home today when a lot of us uh, awoke to see the news of Carl Anthony Towns' mom and uh, how she is battling with it. She has contracted the virus and is in a medically induced coma. Uh, his dad's in quarantine. Got to uh, know them just a little bit uh, back in 2014 down in the Bahamas when Kentucky played the exhibition games down there. And just a wonderful couple. And then over the years, even after Carl went on to his NBA career, they would show up at Kentucky games, sometimes in Lexington, sometimes on road trips. And you just never knew when they when uh, they would show up. And it was always good to see them and, and visit with them. And so uh, Carl put out a video to um, share with fans, his fans, the BBN, etc., to talk about what he's going through and about how serious this disease is. So it's uh, about a four or five minute video. We're not going to play all of it, but I just want to play a, a little clip of this, and you can uh, feel uh, the. Uh, emotion i think that will come through the radio and if you see the video you can certainly see it on his face but this is uh, the video released by carl anthony towns uh, earlier today it came to a point where you know, it, it's, it's, it's difficult it's been very difficult for me and my family to say the least she's been uh, uh, in a medically induced coma since that day i haven't talked to her haven't been able to communicate with her. I've just been getting updates on her condition. It's, it's, it's rough. And, you know, uh, day by day, we're just seeing how it goes. We're being positive. I'll be very positive. So I'm just uh, keeping the strength up for everybody and my family to only make this video so that people understand that the severity of this disease is, is real. This disease needs to not be taken lightly. Please protect your families, your your your, your loved ones, your, your friends, yourself. Practice social distancing. Please don't be in places with a lot of people. Just hide your chances of getting this disease. And this disease is not. It's deadly. It's deadly. And um, we're gonna keep fighting on my side. My, me and my family are gonna keep fighting this. We're gonna beat it. We're gonna win. Um, I hope my story helps. I hope my, my story gives you. 
the correct information. You know, send so my love to all your families. Um, praying for every single one of you guys. Keep everyone my thoughts and my prayers. And um, life may keep throwing punches at me, but I'm gonna keep getting back up. And I ain't gonna quit at any time. And neither will my whole family. Well, and neither will my mother. So the Dominican women are strong. I know they are. My mother, the strongest woman I know. I know she'll beat this. That was a portion of the the video that Carl Anthony Towns put out, and a lot of you've already seen it. Uh, but uh, there are certainly members of our audience who are not on social media, and um, so I just wanted to share a little bit of that with you, and you can can feel uh, how his heart is kind of uh, breaking at at the moment as he's dealing with this, and it just uh, it's it's somebody that uh, we're all close to. So it, it hits even closer to home. Uh, there are other things that we will uh, get into. John Calipari did a video conference with reporters yesterday. Uh, Chris Fisher is going to join us a little later, and we'll get into a lot of those topics rather than go through them all now as uh, we're coming up on our first break. Um, so we'll get to that a little later. Rex Chapman will join the program. But when we come back, Kaya Sharon, the newest commitment for Mark Stoops in the Kentucky football program. In the class of 21, quarterback from Somerset High School. He'll join us when we come right back. It's the Leach Report Radio Network, and we are served up by Wild Eggs of Lexington. You're tuned to Talk Radio 1080 and the Leach Report. And visit TomLeachKY.com for more news and views on the Cats. Wednesday edition of our show, we go to the KentuckyHempWorks.com hotline and bring on Kaya Sharon, quarterback, Somerset High School, who earlier this week gave a verbal commitment to the Kentucky Wildcats. And he'll be in the class of 2021 at the QB position, and he joins us right now. And uh, Kaya, you gave a little good news at a time it was uh, very much needed to the Big Blue Nation. Tell us about uh, why you, you made the decision at this time. Well, this time it just felt like, because the last time I was there, it always just felt like home from the beginning. And then Coach Henshaw called me two days ago, and he was with Coach Stoops and the rest of the coaching staff. And they asked me if I was ready to commit and, like, make it public. And I said, absolutely. And then Coach Stoops was excited. Coach Morrow and Henshaw, they were all excited. You got to come up to a practice before they had to shut them down, right? Yeah, the first spring practice they had, I was there. What was it, uh, or what is it, about uh, what Coach Stoops is building here that connected with you? Well, they were always on the rise from the moment he got here. They've had great seasons from the moment he got here, and he's done really well. Coach Henshaw and I have a great relationship, and it all just came together. Tell me about that relationship with uh, Coach Henshaw and uh, how he recruited you and and why it worked well uh, for you. Uh, He was always honest with me from the moment I talked to him. After the camp and I got the offer, uh, a couple weeks later he told me he was going to come to one of my games. And then he always told me that I was number one on his board. And then whenever – I got the whenever I committed and I was on the phone with Coach Morrow, he said the same thing. He said, You're always number one on everybody's board and whenever Coach Henshaw came to watch me, he said that he liked how I threw but there's stuff I could work on and he wasn't just 
praising me on how good I did. He was also constructive criticizing me to help me. You and your teammates at uh, Somerset, the Briar Jumpers, provided one of the, the biggest highlights of the 2019 sports season in the way that you won your school's first state championship. First, before we get into the, the play that won it, just uh, tell me what that meant to you and your, your whole community there to, to bring home that state championship trophy for the first time. Well, 113 years is a long time, and I think everybody was waiting for it. And whenever I, – I always knew we were going to win. I honestly always thought that, no matter what time of the game it was. I didn't think it was going to be like that. It was – surreal to win like that and it was awesome you guys were up uh, i think I, I think it was 11 uh mayfield comes back takes the lead late and you go down the field and you've got one last after a pass interference call you've got one last untimed down um kind of like kentucky out at missouri uh, in uh 2018 and you've got that one last play uh, and you throw the touchdown pass win the game sets off the celebration um uh, tell me what th- that moment was like for you, first of all. Well, it's a send-off by seniors because I have a bunch. My best friends are in that class. Whenever I first moved here, I've played with them since sixth grade, and we've grown as football players and friends and everything. To send them off like that, for that to be the last memory of Somerset football as a player for all of them was awesome. You did it at Kroger Field, where all the state championships are held now. And I'm, I was just wondering, in the the aftermath of that, whether it was that day or, or day or two later, did you give any thought to with your the fact you were being recruited heavily by Kentucky, and maybe even thinking about you know making that commitment in the in the near future? Was there any thought about, wow, I, I would like to have another moment like this in this in this building? Not really. I was I was pretty focused on this win. I wasn't <laughs> I really understand. thinking about the future. I was out of my mind, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that's understandable. Tell me about just growing up as a football player. Um, anybody that uh, you you copied, admired, whether it's somebody around here or somebody nationally that uh, you you see yourself and you thought you know that was a, a hero or a guy you'd like to model your game after. Well, now I think I see myself closer to Aaron Rodgers than anything because he can evade pressure and still throw the ball on the run and everything. He scrambles to throw, and then I think I do that a lot. And then whenever I was younger, I wasn't really a quarterback guy. I was a defensive guy. So I like Troy Polamalu. I like to hit people. Ah, yeah, it's got a little bit of that defensive mindset. Um, you ran for almost a thousand yards last season, too, right? Yes, sir. People describe you, or some people anyway, have described you as, as more of a drop back passer. Do you see yourself that way, or how would you describe yourself in terms of the way you play the position? I I think I can. I'm a drop back passer, but if I need to, I can run the ball. What did Coach Henshaw, maybe Coach Grand, talk to you about, or Coach Stoops also, in terms of uh, things they want you to kind of work on in your game before you come to Kentucky? Just my consistency throwing the ball and my uh, body language after, like, because I, I like to be a perfectionist, so if something goes wrong, 
not really necessarily in the football game or to my teammates or anybody. It's just like self, not confliction, but trying to make myself better on the inside. And then sometimes it escapes me and it shows with my body language. He said just to work on that and keep it to yourself. Just next play. Have they thought? Have you thought about or have they talked to you about what it will be like now that you've committed? Because everybody you play against uh, this upcoming season, you'll have a little more of your target on their back because he's the he's the guy that is going to Kentucky and uh, he's the the big big shot quarterback, etc. That kind of you know approach that opponents will take. Are you ready for that? Absolutely. Who has influenced you the most as a as an athlete? It could be as playing quarterback or just as an athlete in general in your life. Uh, probably my dad. He's helped me throughout everything. He's pushed me. Me and him work out every morning whenever, before everything happened. Right. We worked out every morning, throw every morning, before school, and then after school I work out with him again. Me and him just bonded for football. And That's great. To get me better. What are you able to do now during this time when everything's shut down? Well, I got a net outside and a few footballs, and then I got a teammate that lives with me, so I throw with him, throw to the net, and then around the house I got weights, I got some dumbbells, pull-up bar, and then I can just do some body weight push-ups and everything like that. Well, we uh, appreciate you giving us some time. Uh, again, it's kind of uh, we, we uh, more so than ever celebrate all, all the good news, and so uh, the uh, Big Blue Nations uh, I know thrilled to get to hear from you here on the show, and look forward to seeing you in the blue and white at Kroger Field. Thank you, Kyle. Absolutely, thank you. This is Kaya Sharon from Somerset High School. You have a chance to go watch him play this upcoming season, and isn't that a nice thought to uh, get back to games again? Uh, hopefully by uh, August and September. When we come back, Chris Fisher will join the program. Our show is served up by Wild Eggs of Lexington. They have locations in Hamburg and Palomar. They're doing carryout at these times. So right now, after you after we finish up the show. Um, Call in a, a breakfast order, and you can go pick it up at the Palomar or Hamburg location here in Lexington. There are wild eggs in Louisville as well. Help out all the local businesses that are doing carryout right now. We'll be right back. Look for the Leach Report on Facebook. Show updates, contests, and other cool stuff. Check it out today. Next up on the KentuckyHempWorks.com hotline, it's Chris Fisher from Catspaws.com. Um, by the way, uh, before we get into this interview, let me uh, tell you that uh, John Calipari yesterday during his video conference talked about the Calipari Foundation teaming up with Kroger and the Fayette County Public Schools to provide groceries to 400 families here in this Lexington area. But he said he hopes to uh, be able to expand the program when if, if some others want to get involved. I suspect that will happen. And uh, Cal uh, has always been outstanding in terms of being a, a leader in times when help is needed for a certain cause. Uh, Chris Fisher uh, with us now to talk uh, about some of the things that came out of the video conference yesterday. I guess it was about an hour-long session that normally Cal would have once the season wraps up with uh, the local reporters to look back and look ahead, and so they did it during video conference yesterday. Anything that you heard that uh, was particularly noteworthy to you, Chris? Uh, You know, I don't think there was really – much that we hadn't heard in some shape or form uh, from John Calipari before. I do think 
the next couple of weeks will uh, will be, a, I guess, a critical time for uh, Kentucky, as it usually is during this time of year with uh, how the roster shapes up for, for next season. And I think there are several of Kentucky's guys that – honestly just have some really, really difficult decisions to make and, and decisions that are made even more difficult by all of the uh, uncertainty with uh, the pre-draft process. And I think John Calperi touched on, on some of that yesterday. I would think, and I'll see what your take is, that Ma- Maxie's decision is, is the easiest. He, he goes. I think Correct. Nick Richards is the same. I suspect Ashton Hagens probably goes. Um because uh, he's had two years of, of playing point guard, and that's the position he's going to play at the next level. Uh, but Emmanuel Quickly is an, an interesting case because uh, I think a lot of folks see him as a point guard uh, when he gets into the NBA, and yet he's hadn't played much of it here at Kentucky. So do you think that could be enticing to him to uh, come back and expand that role, that part of his game a little bit? Yeah, I definitely think – if there's one player that's that's di- directly on the fence, it's got to be Emmanuel Quickly. On on one hand, you're coming off an SEC Player of the Year season, you're playing the best basketball of your life. But on the other hand, you're still not very high on the draft boards. Your last chance to really prove yourself to NBA decision makers came back on on March the seventh against Florida. And, uh, there are still some that, that, like you said, want to see you uh, display your ability to to play basketball with uh, with the ball in your hands, and so there's a lot left to prove. So, uh, but there really isn't that much of a chance to do it. There is no combine. There is no individual workouts. There are no in-person interviews, and so he kind of is what he is at this point, and and would have a chance to come back next season and 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 prove. Uh, his ability to to play point guard with a lot of talented scorers around him. So I think a really, really difficult decision to make for Emmanuel quickly and maybe one that could take Kentucky from, you know, preseason top five, top ten to maybe even uh, preseason number one heading into next year. Absolutely. We'll talk a little more about this when we come back. We're coming up on the hard break at the bottom of the hour. Chris Fisher's on the line with us from catspaws.com at chrisfisher247 on Twitter, and we'll be right back. It's the Leach Report Radio Network, served up by Wild Eggs of Lexington. This is where the Big Blue Nation gathers. It's Talk Radio 10 and the Leach Report, followed by Kentucky Sports Radio. We're back, Wednesday edition of the Legion Report on the KentuckyHempWorks.com hotlines. Chris Fisher from CatsPaws.com. Uh, we were talking about uh, Emmanuel quickly, and uh, Cal on the video conference yesterday mentioned how Emmanuel made himself into a much better defender than he was in year one, and you, you heard the stories about uh, all the work that he put in when he was here at Kentucky, but even when he was back home in Maryland last summer, and you could certainly see where a guy with that work ethic and, and focus could uh, take on the challenge of uh, polishing up the point guard aspect of his game to um, uh, make that part better next year, too, should he choose to come back. Yeah, I definitely think all the tools are are there for Emmanuel quickly, and, and what makes him even more of an intriguing prospect, I would think, to uh, 
NBA decision makers is his is his work ethic and the type of of kid that he is. You know that he's going to continue to get better and better because he's going to put in the the work to do so. And I think that's part of the reason that's going to make it such a difficult decision for him because he he would probably be taken in the the second round of the draft, I would think, or he could come back to Kentucky. And you're talking about a first team All American, you know, National Player of the Year type of, of of season potentially waiting for him at Kentucky next year. So definitely I think it's going to be a, a really, really difficult decision for him to make, and I think one that could, could probably go either way. And for he's, he's one of the guys uh, that um, is in a position where he could perhaps, because of what you referenced in the draft stock, the, the kind of player that could let the heart be a bigger factor in the decision than the head. You know, if you're a First round pick, certainly a lottery pick. Then there are you know business reasons uh, to to make the decision. And you know if you're in a position where you could you know push that off for a year and, and come back for a second season, you know, and you're enjoying college, you know, more power to you. But most people aren't uh, going to do that. But if the uh, if you're not thinking you're uh, risking a uh, you know lottery pick, first round draft pick status, maybe it's easier to to make the decision with your heart if your heart is leaning that way. Right, and I do think, I do think the uncertainty is going to push a lot of kind of fringe prospects back to school. Uh, who knows uh, how long this thing is going to take to to play out? Who knows what is on the other side of this thing? Will there be an NBA season? Will there be a college season? And uh, Emmanuel quickly, uh, I, I, w- I would think, after two years at Kentucky with the summer classes and all that, could be getting close to to earning his degree, which could play uh, a part in, in his decision as well. So there's just so much up in the air right now with these kids. And th- those decisions are hard enough as it is without all of this you yeah. know, extra stuff hanging over your head. And so I, it, I, I don't envy the uh, the decisions that these kids will, will ultimately have to make. So a new name on the recruiting uh, front, uh, guard in the 2021 class, Carter Whit. What can you tell us about him? Yeah, definitely a, a new name that has pinged on on Kentucky's uh, radar. Really, uh, really solid prospect. Does a little bit of everything at the point guard position. Supposed to have a, a really high IQ and, and really good feel for for the game. Recently announced that he's going to stay in the, the 2021 class, and so he's a kid that Kentucky will will have their eye on once you know travel basketball resumes at if 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 it does resume uh at any point during this summer and um Kentucky Michigan I think are the the two latest schools to to reach out to him and uh will be interesting to to see where that leads. Chris, thank you much. All right, thanks Tom. That's Chris Fisher, catspaws.com at Chris Fisher 24/7 on Twitter joining us on the KentuckyHempWorks.com hotline. A couple of other notes from Cal's video conference yesterday. He said no Kentucky players have tested positive for the coronavirus. One had the flu, got tested, but the test came back negative for COVID-19. Uh, also the trip to London's in a bit of limbo with everything that's going on in the world. Cal said they probably have until June to make the decision. The game would still be played. It would just be uh maybe here in the states instead of in London if that change needs to be made. Coming up next, we'll hear from Rex Chapman. Taped an interview with uh, Rex last night about uh, his fundraising efforts related to the coronavirus. And we'll talk about that when we come right back. It's the Leach Report Radio Network. 
This is the Leach Report on Talk Radio 1080. You can interact with the show via Twitter at Leach Report. Now, here's Tom. Welcome back into our show for Wednesday. We go to the KentuckyHempWorks.com hotline. Bring on our buddy Rex Chapman, who you no doubt, I'm sure about all of you, if not every one of you, is following on on Twitter for great content. And you got a great message from Rex. Uh, I guess this was, what, Sunday night where uh, I saw the the tweet, just uh, give me a a minute of your time, and uh, I'll let you, for anybody that hadn't seen it, let you uh, tell people what you're trying to get accomplished. Well, thanks, Tom. But first, hempworks.com. Look at you. Yeah, we're branching out. Branching out. I like it. Tom, beating the bushes. Good folks down in Christian County where... uh, I love it. Down in my neck of the woods. A lot of good Kentucky players from down there. Yep, yep. Well, no, so the other other night, a buddy of mine, David Helmers, who I grew up with, and uh, I do this silly blocker charge show with, went to pre-K together, and all the way through high school and college and all that stuff, so... But we were sitting around the other night just, you know, really watching the news and messing around on social media because what else is there to do right now? And uh, I just said, hey, man, you know, with as much traction as this account kind of channel gets from media and kind of just random uh, celebrities and uh, entertainers and sports figures, I bet we could probably raise some money to help with what's inevitably coming, which is a lot of people are going to be hurting. So he said, you know, one of my good buddies another buddy of ours brooks called him up that's what this is what brooks does and uh within 24 hours he had partnered with uh, uh partnered my opioid foundation with uh bluegrass community foundation who's been in lexington and in the state for 50 years and they have they know what's going on out there and they know what are the reputable nonprofits. uh and so we just jumped in with both feet and uh you know I don't want to know say exact numbers because I don't know off the top of my head. Last I checked, we were around twenty five hundred donations and about one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. That's wonderful. Because so, I was going to yeah. say the last I saw was like a, a day and change into it. It was already yeah. at fifty five thousand. So that's that's yeah. wonderful. Yeah, it is. And you know, we should get a lot more traction. I'm, I'm gonna. I did something earlier for our guy. Our show on TNT tonight. Uh, it'll be on all the streaming with Shaq and uh, Dwayne Wade and and those guys um and then uh doing wwe this week tom how about that how about uh, that to throw, you're yeah, to you're throw, venturing I, out too <laughs> yeah how about that i don't know anything about i know jerry lawler and tojo yamamoto <laughs> yes lance russell on the call <laughs> <laughs> so i'm doing that tomorrow night and then on friday supposed to do sports center before they show that the little feature that they did and as i say this and i'm sitting here laughing just know tom that a lot of this is very uncomfortable just because you know it's going to bring up a lot of old stuff for me you know i'm going to have to go in there and uh, why i'm sure most of it will be great but there's going to be a, a piece of it that's not fun for me to watch and uh every time i go and do these things it's not like the old days when you go in and you know if you haven't messed up, you go in and everything you're going to talk about is just going to be fluff and good stuff. And, you know, going through addiction and getting in trouble um, so is just so humbling. And when you watch it, I'm sure, you know, when I watch it, I'm sure I'm going to be grateful to be in a different place at this point. But at the same time, just remembering that, you know, you allowed yourself to run off the rails or you ran off the rails, whether it was of your own doing or not. That's a scary thing, just remembering that, that, hey, I was there once, and I don't, I don't want to go back there. And that's a good 
good part, but it's definitely not something I'm looking forward to watching. Yeah, and I, I can certainly understand that. Um, but it's uh, kudos to you because not everybody can find a way to to make something positive out of that. And this yeah. this latest thing is, is certainly one example of, of doing that. And uh, yeah. th- that will help a lot of people. I agree. I agree. How did you? I saw I was reading a story in the, in the New York Post uh, about what uh, you're doing here. But this it started with blocker charge, which was hilarious, oh, yeah. and it's morphed yeah. into other stuff with with dogs and uh, the one yeah. that I've gotten a, lo- a lot of good uh, traded on your your work for a lot of good laughs this week is the uh, couple that did the uh, the, uh, <laughs> the, the, yeah, the the horse the horse with horse, no name the America song horse with no name yeah That's right. uh, How where. Great. Yeah, that was hilarious, and I, I won't describe it because you know it's like a spoiler. Yeah, so folks right. can go to your uh, Twitter feed and, and find it, but it is hilarious. But it how did hilarious. you, you know, come to go down that path? You know, I, I don't know, Tom. You know, I'm always kind of messing around, and if I'm out and about, I'm trying to laugh and or make somebody laugh usually. And I, I really don't know. I know that I really did get down a year or two ago politically, just with all the strife you know, and nastiness right now that we have going on. And I was just down and dejected. And, you know, the people that employ us, they kind of need us to have a social media presence. And I was like, hey, look, I'm I'm get, making myself angry. I'm turning it, anybody and everybody off of me. And uh, so I just thought, hey, I better go a different way and try to spread some positivity. And the blocker charge just kind of, we st- I stumbled on that and Obviously, if you put out a video and ask somebody block or charge, the only people that are going to respond are basketball people, right, or some sports people. So I wasn't trying to target anybody. <laughs> it was just those people. And somehow, you know, those basketball people and fans kind of, you know, pushed that out there. And other people started, you know, other sports started joining in, and news people and all that. And then over time, really, you can only show so much of people getting run over and, and, and hurt um, <laughs> before it just becomes white noise, I think. So sprinkle in some of that and some feel-good stuff. And who doesn't like dogs? I'm not a cat person. I've had a dog my whole life. Nothing really against cats except I just don't like them. <laughs> except wild cats. Right. Wild cats now I really dig. But all other cats, no bueno. <laughs> Uh, I should mention, we're talking with Rex Chapman, obviously, and uh, you tell people how they can uh, get involved with this latest cause. What's the site? Yeah, absolutely. If you go to my Twitter page, it, it's uh, there's a there's a link on my Twitter page. It's to the, uh, my foundation and Bluegrass Bluegrass Community Foundation, and you'll be you'll. It's very simple. It's one page. You pick if you want to donate, and look if you can do. If you can't right now and you're struggling. Don't don't do that because a lot of us are going to be struggling here. Um, Got to take care of each other. Be smart. Um, but I, before anything else, Tom, I want to say we work for JMI. Or, uh, some of the time we do. And um, Paul Archie at JMI reached out to me three years ago, and he's he's really Paul Archie at JMI and the University of Kentucky, Dwayne and Mitch and those guys over there. If not for them, I don't think any of this happens. Uh, everything that I do with the University of Kentucky, um, it, it lays the table for everything else, sets the table for everything else. And I've known that uh, since I came back here. I couldn't be more appreciative and grateful to the university. Because, you know, look, 
come on now, you were here when, in 1985. This place has kind of raised me to a degree. So even though I don't have a degree from here or didn't last in school very long, uh, I'm, a, I'm a Kentuckian, and um, I just I love this place. So I'm, I'm just very grateful and appreciative of all the love and support that everyone shows me around here. Let's talk a little uh, basketball while we got you on here. Um, Kentucky guys are, are making their decision about the, the, the next step in their mm-hmm. basketball lives in a position where – they don't have as much information as they would normally get. Can't do individual workouts, etc. You know what? What would be? I don't know if you want to even guess or, or give me your take on on the Kentucky guys and uh, what uh, who has the easiest decision to make. I'm sure it's Tyrese, and I would think maybe Nick Second have the easiest decisions to make. And uh, then where does it go from there? Yeah, I think that's probably the pecking order. Um, and you know, to think about this, if uh, if we go back, just really. Two months in time, would you, or t- ten weeks? Would you have ever thought that Emmanuel might enter the draft? Yeah, start and his, his I, second start know. of the year was uh, late January out of yeah. Arkansas. And look, he, he's a guy too who I've said for the last two or three years, or well, two years anyway. I'd love to see him be a four-year guy here. He could, you know, he'd be a well over thousand-point scorer. He'd be one of the all-time favorites in this era of one and done, and. Right now, Tom, if you had to ask me and if if he came to me, I don't know that I could recommend him staying. You know, I want him to. I want all of our guys to. But, man, he just, I'm so happy for him. And we know everyone's dream of, of when they come here is to win a title and to go to play in the NBA. And whether that's, whether they should or not dream about going to the NBA, they do. And um, so I, whatever our guys do, I, I always try to fully support i also just like with tyler hero last year i told tyler i gave him the pros and cons of all of it i said one thing about leaving you're not gonna you'll never be recognized as an all-american i said i didn't think about that at the time and fortunately i was kind of named to a second or third team my sophomore year i didn't give a crap about that but the older i've gotten i do so i give these guys that stuff and i tell them hey look you're, you're going to go and you're going to get a lot. But when you leave school, especially at a young age, you give up a lot. You give up a whole lot and because you're thrown into a whole deal with grown men who have families, who have kids. So, you know, I do. I try to be honest with them. Also, it's a great time. There's, there's nothing better than playing basketball for a living. It's the greatest job in the world. You know, there are a lot of other things that are going on. We keep talking about sports, and I kind of feel bad sometimes because, you know, um, there's a lot of other more important things going on right now, but hey, gotta try to get through this any way we can. And if we can get our minds off of it, even for a little while, I think this is good. Yeah, I mean, there's there's uh, an element of of that. The diversion's good, you know, to focus on this, yep. you know, twenty four seven. But yet, uh, you need to focus some of your day on it. And causes like yours are are one way that you can help. If you feel yeah. kind of overwhelmed and helpless, it's it's one way to to reach out again. If you can afford it, um, you can participate. Go to Rex's Twitter feed, and you can see the link to uh, to make a donation. I should know that off the top of my head, but I don't, so I'm sorry. But uh, yeah, just go to my Twitter feed, and and it's, it's plastered all over there, up and down the timeline. And uh, yeah, if you feel like it, please give. And if you can't, and you're struggling right now, absolutely do not. And um, we're going to try to start again. This is. Uh, it's not just for Kentucky. It's for everywhere. And uh, I'm going to reach out to food banks and uh, first responders 
and and really try to at daycare, you know, to try to help folks out during this tough time. We don't know how long it'll last, but you know, we are really a team and we're all in this together. Rex, thank you uh, very much for the time and for uh, for what you're doing, and um, we'll uh, we'll catch up when we've got more pleasant things to talk about. You got it, buddy. Anytime, Tom. Take it easy. The link to contribute to what Rex has organized is bgcf.givingfuel.com slash rcf. I'll tweet out a link, too. It's the Leach Report Radio Network. We are served up by Wild Eggs of Lexington. We'll be right back. Don't forget about our friends at Shuffle Bean Coffee. Uh, You're probably going through a lot of coffee as you're hunkered down at home right now you can order from shufflebean.us uh if you're an amazon prime customer uh you can uh, order shufflebean or when you're in the grocery store just pick some up at kroger go to the website shufflebean.us you can find the location nearest you for shufflebean coffee this is a kentucky owned company so uh we like to to help out our uh, local companies at this time shufflebean coffee is all about quality give it a try i think you're going to love it Donato slice the Wildcat history. This day, 1978, Kentucky over Arkansas in the final four, 64 to 59. They beat the triplets, Sidney Moncrief, Marvin Delph, Ron Brewer, and Coach Eddie Sutton, and moved on to the championship game against Duke. That's going to be replayed this Friday night as part of the Kentucky Classic Series on the UK Sports Network. And uh, I'm going to be taping uh, interviews with uh, the Goose, Jack Gibbons, and Rick Roby. Uh, that'll be on the, the uh, pregame show on Saturday or on uh, Friday night, that'll start at seven Eastern time. We'll rebroadcast the '78 game. Kaywood Ledford and Ralph Hacker on the call, and then the '96 game will be on Sunday afternoon. Kentucky over Syracuse. It'll be Ralph and Kyle Macy on the call of that one. So, a couple of uh, fun events coming up for you guys in the BBN this weekend. We'll see you tomorrow here on the Leach Report. We're served up by Wild Eggs of Lexington. Thanks for listening to The Leach Report. Make sure you check out the podcast page at TomLeachKY.com whenever you miss a show. And be sure to follow The Leach Report Facebook page. If you have a question for Tom, email it to LeachReport at gmail.com. See you next time right here on The Leach Report.